Hey guys, and welcome back to the Human Connection Project podcast. I'm of course your host, Matt Boyce, and this episode is a little bit different than normal. This episode is an audio grab that we took from a live video we did with the Brisbane Junior Chamber of Commerce. It's roughly about an hour long, but there's plenty of knowledge in there around how to make sure you're looking after not only your mental health, but your community's mental health in these uncharted times in particular for those working from home. Give it a listen. And if this resonates with you, I would love for you to share this with someone in your community or leave us a cheeky review on iTunes. Stay tuned. This episode is about to kick off and it's an absolute cracker. Howdy, guys. How are we all? Uh, Thanks for joining uh, myself and uh, Matt Boyce, founder of the Human Connection Project uh, this evening. Uh, We're here talking all about uh, work from home and mental health aspects and, and all of those those, uh, those effects and uh, all of those changes that we're going through in these uh, slightly weird and confusing mm-hmm. times. Uh, so firstly, thank you, Matt, for joining us. Thanks for having me, Nathan. I'm, I'm really super pumped and grateful Good. to be here. Yeah. And for, uh, for those who, uh, who aren't aware, Matt's uh, one of our very proud BJCC members. Absolutely. Uh, joined us last year. So uh, thank you for being no, a part of our Thanks community. for making it a possibility. Yeah. No worries. No worries. Uh, so firstly, Matt, do you want to tell us a little bit more about yourself and, and what got you to be become the founder of the Definitely. Human Connection Project, please. I mean, I'll try to be short and sweet here to not take up the whole hour about me, but uh, I guess originally West Aussie boy had an absolutely uh, amazing upbringing, best family uh, environment I could possibly ask for. I was a carpenter by trade, left school in year 10, don't suggest it, I stay in school, <laughs> just on that topic, uh, but left school in year 10 to pursue a carpentry apprenticeship. Went from there into full-time trade, and I was always someone that was bringing people together for conversations. Uh, <laughs> we've got the wildlife here, lovely, just in case uh, you guys can't hear that. It's <laughs> nature here. Um, not fans already, obviously, yeah. or, or big fans. Yeah. Yeah, not sure. They're new to the suburb. Uh, but, yeah, so I was someone that would bring people together for conversation in the Smoko Shed, uh, whether it was guys talking about relationship issues, family problems, you know, not enjoying their job, anything in between, uh, kind of came a bit of a toolbox meeting every day we just really just have open conversations and I think I probably just put out the energy that I was happy to have them uh, five no ten years ago sorry I moved here chasing the rugby league career there's a lot of young, oh, really? young blokes really? do yeah uh, got here realised I wasn't as good as I thought I was uh, played a few seasons which was great fun but tragically five years ago I lost my best mate Justin uh, in an accident and I went from being the guy facilitating these conversations of connection and talking about, you know, what was going on in other people's life to really needing the conversation turned on to me. And I found I wasn't as connected to my community, to my friends and family that I perhaps thought I was. Uh, I was very, you know, very networked within everybody. I had amazing friends, but in terms of that really deep human connection, when I felt in the worst place and on really dark days, I found myself feeling really isolated. So I guess for the last five years, we've been speaking to, you know, the top psychologists I can get in front of, counsellors, NLPs, like literally anyone that talks about the mind, the brain, human connection, tradies that are in the space as well and just picking their brains and we've come up with I guess a framework uh, and a workability of what human connection is because for me to tell you Nathan to go be more connected to your neighbours, like fantastic, great advice Matt, 
what does that mean? Um, so we've tried to make it really structured, you know, and, and it's been really enjoyable and the impact we've, we've been able to have has been sensational. Yeah, great. And, and so so to go off one of the points you raised there was was around that that conversation and I think that's that's one of the biggest challenges that we're facing right mm. now is p- people are really unsure how to have conversations around yeah. these big changes that we've gone through in a really short period of time is that you, get, you wind back the clock three, only four weeks yeah. ago and we were all working in in our corporate offices and living our lives and yep. like it was everyone's ma- sort of making the joke oh there's a beer virus apparently <laughs> yeah. that was that was the yeah, thing it's coming, uh, it's yeah, coming. Yeah. And, and now now for some of us we're not leaving our own homes yeah. for like seven days at a time and we're, we're Very perhaps feel a little bit trapped and that sort of stuff so yep. are there any tips around like how do we get these conversations yeah. going and like just between friends and family and, and those we know it's, it's a really good question, more relevant than ever right now. And one thing I would I would really just suggest and kind of push is to just be open. And connection is born out of vulnerability. For, so f- for starters is being vulnerable in how you're feeling about the situation, not going into a conversation pretending that you're not fearful or you're not scared. You know, we've seen statistics come out today in the latest survey around 70, 75%, I believe, of people feeling stressed right now. Yet you have a conversation with somebody and a lot of people are like, no, I'm not too stressed. You know, I'm handling it all sure. right. When with 75% of us are stressed, chances are you... There's that facade there for Yeah, you could be in there. Yeah. So I would yeah. really just push it onto people to take their metaphorical masks off, yeah. which is what I did as a carpenter. I was walking around for a long time when I first moved to Queensland with this exterior, uh, wearing a mask of a tough, tough guy, couple of tattoos, you know, footy player, quite athletic. Uh, and I found myself becoming disconnected in these exact conversations. And the second I, I rip my mask off and I tell everyone the story of me skipping down hallways singing Whitney Houston when I just kind of decided to be myself. Uh, I blame my mother. She used to jam the music. Um, but when I started skipping down the hallways and just enjoying life, I found really myself really connected. So one thing I would say is if you are having these difficult discussions right now, and, and they don't have to be difficult, and I think that word scares people. If you are going to have these conversations around the current situation, don't try to avoid it. Talk about what's happening. Be really open, especially like we work with kids a lot. Like show the kids what's happening right now. Don't hide from them how... You know, how turbulent and uncharted these waters are. Say we don't have a solution as parents or as mates or as colleagues uh, and yeah, lean into that empathy. I'm sure we'll get into our pillars soon, but empathy is one of our main pillars of human connection. So really lean into and forward into that in your conversations sure, to sure. understand you know, how's, how's Nathan yeah. feeling through all this. Sure, and, sure. And, and so do you think a part of that is sort of being the one to lead it and sort of show your own yeah. feelings before asking others Definitely. where they're feeling? Do you Absolutely. think that's a part of that opening Absolutely. up process? Yeah, 100%. So our main element of work, I guess, is in that mental health space, and right now we're seeing that more than ever. So, And mental health is everyone. Everyone deals with their yeah. mental health. Yeah. So that's probably where this discussion is headed, you know, trying to find out how someone's feeling in a current situation is essentially around their mental health and how they're, how they're guiding their way through it. So connection is born out of being that vulnerable self so if you can express how you're feeling uh, i.e i walk into the room today and say you know nathan i'm having a day where i'm just feeling super overwhelmed with what's happening in the world you know my kids are out of school my partner's lost her job you know and just by expressing these it gives you an opportunity oh god me too you know like i'm I'm feeling the same as well let's let's dive into that together rather than me walking like no i'm feeling really good about this this is good we've got opportunity it's going to be okay and you go oh man i feel like crap yeah how can i connect with matt now of course Um, so yeah definitely leading with your own emotions yeah yeah and and so you touched on that that you built 
uh, what, what you offer around some pillars. Yep. Do you want to take us through those a little bit, please? Love to. So, yeah, it's, it's my favourite part of what we do is trying to define human connection is such an interesting uh, concept, I guess, you know, trying to measure how connected you are to me, your community, trying to implement ways to connect deeper is such a, a hard element. So we developed the framework of pillars, which is empathy, leadership and empowerment. Uh, and we've tested this in many scenarios and it's found if, if you can show elements of all three of these, you're going to be more connected to someone. So empathy is a, is a skill that a lot of people just think very one shaped around empathy. So there's cognitive, emotional, or physical empathy. So cognitive is the understanding of how you're feeling. Emotional is feeling alongside you. So saying, okay, you know, Nathan's struggling right now. You know, I can understand where that's coming from. Perhaps these are the feelings that might resonate. And then physical is, you know, a really good example right now is physical uh, empathy is Nathan doesn't know how to use Zoom, so I'm going to go offline away from the, the group Zoom and go, hey, Nathan, like, let me walk you through how to use this Zoom or this, this live video. Uh, so that's empathy. And empathy is also a double-sided coin. And a lot of people look at the negative uh, or the, the hard times of empathy when you really need to look at the positive side of the coin as well. You can show empathy in excitement. You can show empathy in like joy when someone's perhaps changed their business right now. Mm and it's been really successful and they're making a lot of impact in the community. You can show empathy and excitement on that side of the coin as well. So I think that's a really important one to touch on. Leadership is most definitely not your title. Um, CEO, manager, president, like these things don't add up to leadership. Leadership is looking to your left and looking to your right, uh, seeing who's struggling and now is a really good opportunity. We can see the leaders in the community uh, and sometimes it's the kid in the family who's being the real the real leader in these situations. So showing leadership is, again, taking your community with okay. you. So, so let me just – so you said it's often the kids – sort of showing mm. leadership how so what, definitely what, what so, are you seeing out of the kids yeah it's really interesting I, I guess this is kind of prior to COVID hitting really hard we speak to a lot of children and one school in particular is Ipswich Girls Grammar we've done a lot of work with uh, over the last probably 12 month period and we're seeing ladies in that year 9 class really stand up in leadership in the sense that they are looking to their left and their right looking at their pupils seeing who's struggling and they're taking with them and now in the community you know you only have to walk down to the park at the end of our street to see kids like kids are dragging their parents out of the house to learn to play soccer in the fields. I've never seen families play soccer on that field in my entire life, <laughs> yet there's families everywhere. And I, I would say a large percentage of that, the kids going, come on, mum and dad, like, sure. let's get outside, let's go for a kick, let's, you know, do something proactive about obtaining really good mental health during this period. Sure, sure. And do you think that there's a there's a bit of a tip in there for everyone mm. that that perhaps it's a, in these times with working from home and and suffering through this isolation that yep. taking advantage of of those opportunities to go outside is actually a really good thing to do. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we're not in lockdown just yet in the sense that our doors aren't glued shut for for metaphorical reasons. There, we have the option to get out and exercise, and as long as you're following the guidelines, and that's something. Oh, uh oh! <laughs> We're coming back to you. Slight tech difficulties. <laughs> LinkedIn is against us. Back. Yep. Back on. We're back. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Mate, this is all about showing what 
ability, right? <laughs> the joys of trying to figure out. Experts at this. Bit. We're figuring this out as we go. So for those on Facebook now, you know that uh, LinkedIn only has short live videos. So <laughs> might have to do that once or twice more. We'll have Four to see how through. we go. So, uh, so we, were, we? We, we were talking about taking advantage of, of getting yeah, out there and, that's and going right. outside. And, yeah. Absolutely. So, you know, one of the best things you can do for your mental health is to get outdoors and, uh, and find yourself in nature. You know, one of the 10 causing factors of depression and anxiety and stress is the lack of connection to nature. So now is a really important time. You can connect with your family, with your friends, and do it in an outdoor setting, you know, like... Again, leaning on the, the, the family analogy right now because I know a lot of families out there are struggling. Like I'm seeing parents who work normally nine to five corporate jobs where they're quite often overtime now teaching their kids to ride bikes, you know, in the back streets. Yeah, amazing. Kids have stopped learning to ride bikes for years now. You know, training wheels have probably gone out of fashion um, because parents are just too busy. And now we're being forced to to connect on that deeper level and nature, to be able to do it in nature. You know, we're so privileged in Australia that we're not in that situation right now where we can't go outdoors. And, like, honestly, go out and go out on a bushwalk and actually look up at the trees. And I know it sounds a little, you know, airy-fairy perhaps, but look up at the trees and just see how, like, incredible... True of a space we're in uh, and it gives a little bit of hope to those that are feeling quite hopeless right now. Sure, sure. And, and so so to sort of advance that a little bit and especially quite pertinent to our community, mm. the BJCC, is that we're talking a lot of young adults that, yep. that are no longer li- living at home. Mm. They're either living by themselves or, or perhaps with a partner or, or a few housemates or whatever it is. And so, so for them, they may not necessarily have people that are sort of trying to drag them out of yeah. it. Um, and they could be very isolated yep. where, where they're living by themselves. What, what are some tips for them to help them sort of maybe find their way out of a bit of a funk or yep. get themselves going a little bit? I mean, one thing I'm personally doing and, you know, I think it's it's really working well for me is I've set myself a challenge to run uh, 6K a day for 60 days, which for some people will be a walk in the park. For me, it's a real struggle. Uh, I'm at day 18 now, but I'm at the stage now where I'm consistently looking forward to this opportunity to spend half an hour <laughs> giving away my run time. So half an hour out in nature and just enjoying it. And I'm running along the river walk sometimes or leaving from my front door here, you know, and I'm seeing people outdoors and it's just like, and I call it coincidental human connection. Mm-hmm. That's what we're missing right now as a sure. nation. We're missing that bumping into each other at the coffee store and catching up on, sure. oh, how's your week going? But that run and that running past someone or running past another member of the community and going the opposite way and just having a smile. People are smiling at one another or they're giving the old country two fingers on the <laughs> steering wheel. We haven't done that sure. in the city, yeah, I don't yeah. think, ever. Um, so, yeah, that's something if people are living on their own or they're living with perhaps mm. a share house where it's not their friends, you know, is try make a bit of a challenge for yourself sure. or, or your share house yeah. or your partner mm. where it is a challenge to get outdoors. And it doesn't have to be 6K a day. Maybe it's I need to walk 4K a day. Sure, sure. You know, um, I need to read a book yeah, and, yeah. and sit at the park because yeah. we have that and it's available. Sure. And, and do you think a, like a benefit to that getting out and, and sort of almost like disconnecting from that part of your life is yep. also like getting off social media and news media a bit? Yeah. And like Because we've certainly seen spikes in consumption yep. is that people are at home and they don't necessarily have to travel two hours a day to and from work. Yeah. And so the, the easy thing to do is to pick up that phone and sort of jump yeah. on Facey or Insta or whatever it is and yeah. have a bit of a scroll. <laughs> I mean, it's an issue. And unless you're scrolling through the BJCC feed, you shouldn't be on there. But um... Didn't even pay for that plug. <laughs> Maybe later. <laughs> uh, you know, but it's, an, it's a really interesting conversation, Nathan, and 
I've had it a lot lately is being very clear on the difference between routine and regiment. You know, regiment is, in a sense, and I say this broadly, reserved for kind of our military aspects. You know, regimented, you're very in line. Uh, you know, emergency service, you have to be somewhere at a certain time during a certain period of time to get a certain period of work done. Yeah. Routine is something very, very different. So if you are finding yourself perhaps flicking on the Netflix or, you know, I saw a question pop up today on one of, our, or one of the posts about tonight, is it, is it okay to perhaps spend half an hour on Netflix a day when I wouldn't? And absolutely, you know, we're, we are in a, a, an epidemic and I know the word's used a lot right now, but we're in an epidemic and people are scared and something we talk and it's a, a little tangent which will be, we'll bring it back. One thing we always talk about is circuit breakers. Okay. So you have a circuit breaker in your power box, and I'm not an electrician, so I won't try to explain it, but my, my knowledge to it is too much power coming in or dodgy power coming in will flick the switch, or a device in your house, potentially a dodgy kettle, will flick the switch to keep everyone safe. I use it the same concept for human beings. You know, Too much stimulus coming in from the outside world, well, you need to find your circuit breaker and flick that, or dodgy appliance, meaning overstress on work, kids are home from work that's causing pressure you know and again a young a young person living at home this is the first time they've spent 10 hours a day at home rather than in the office communicating with people so there's dodgy appliances a circuit breaker is finding something that you really enjoy and it might be half an it might be an episode of the netflix series generally around We've got that time now. Sure. The world's not. Yeah. Get know, a bit of Tiger King in. And... Yeah. I can't, I can't bring Everyone's myself to Everyone's done it anyway, it, hey. so they'll just really be re-watching can't. it. Just to... <laughs> I watched about 10 minutes. I was like, no, <laughs> not doing this. Um, but, yeah, like there's nothing wrong with that. And if, it, and if it's YouTube for you or if it's Netflix or if it's, you know, as long as you're not watching a series a day. Sure. That's probably too far and we yeah, need to have discussions yeah. around sure. that. But an episode a day can be really healthy because our mind – doesn't really know the difference and I'm being very broad the difference between being fearful of chasing by a saber-toothed tiger or being fearful because of job insecurity or future like one big causing factor right now is we're scared of the future we don't know what's going to happen so if your circuit breaker is that then lean into that yeah and and so talking about that fear is is what are the tips around helping to manage that because because there is there there is a lot out there Mm. at the moment and and it's because there's so much uncertainty with what is the future going to look like and what is the the new normal Mm. is there going to be a new normal or is it just going to be in six months time it was like what was that i think I don't think it's a new normal and the, the, the phrase new normal is something that I'm really trying to push back on a little bit because if we look at the word pivot anatomically, like if you and I are walking down a footpath and we pivot, we turn direction and we continue walking that way, we've therefore changed where we're trying to get to or our objective off the walk on the footpath. What we're seeing now is we're walking down the footpath and there's a pothole and we're having to sidestep a change but we're all still headed on the same direction. So I think pivot is is a word that we're using right now that's probably not helping. Sure. Uh, it's changing people's direction of where they're headed, where essentially we're just chopping uh, and stepping around the pivot or the, uh, the pothole, rather. Um, so, yeah, the fear element around that is I like to put, tell people to put scores on their board. So if we get really sporty right now, sure. when you start your day, you have to put as many scores on the home team board as possible because throughout the day you're going to get scores taken off you, you know, your boss is going to call you and be angry. If you're self-employed, you're going to lose a contract. You know, things are going to happen that are out of your control. COVID's going to hit and you're going to lose your business. We need to make sure we're putting enough scores on the board for ourselves. So it's little things like making your bed. Not for any other reason 
not for a Navy SEAL doing the best commencement speech I've ever heard around it, <laughs> but for the reason of just putting a score on the board sure. for Matt, having a cold shower. Again, there's science behind that. I don't do it for the science. I do it because it's a really uncomfortable situation that I'm scared of every morning that I know I'm going to get through this. It's cold water. I'm not going to die. Uh, have a cold shower. Bang, I've got two scores on the board for Matt. Third thing is a brain dump, which is a slang word for journaling because um, I find the word journaling puts a lot of people off. Okay. So I brain dump. So I take a notepad or a note to my phone or sometimes it's just in my head and I kind of distill it there. It's just put every thought I've got to free up space for the day ahead. Three runs on the board. I haven't even left my, you know, my main area of my household. Uh, mindfulness for me can be movement, it can be meditation, it can be whatever you feel like today. And again, leaning into regimen over routine. Uh, so it might be that habit of running. Uh, and then just setting yourself up for the day because everyone has a routine. It's just whether it's productive or destructive for the yeah, day yeah. ahead. And okay. that really helps with that fear sure. um, because news is fear-mongering right now. Every time you, ch- you flick on the TV, and our TV hasn't been on for ages because every time you turn it on... If it's not lion, what do you call it? <laughs> lion. Tiger King. Oh, mate, yeah, Tiger King. Um, clearly up to date with it. Uh, it's something about, you know, the latest COVID deaths or the, sure, the stats sure, rising, sure. which it's important to stay informed, but you are kind of becoming what you consume right now. So it's important that you're consuming only good things. Clear through your social media feed. Make sure the people you're following are spreading positivity, not fear. And put scores on your board because admit you're scared right now most of us are you know i myself am in the position where i might lose my business to be really vulnerable you know we've lost all possible revenue for the next six months and we're trying to scramble to change how we make that and just being vulnerable with yourself and with those closest to you like yeah this is this is scary the second you kind of admit that it's fearful it becomes a lot less in your head waking up every morning going oh my god oh my god becomes more manageable yeah yeah like what you what you kind of put on paper you can manage I think I think we're one moment. Facebook friends, LinkedIn is just having a quick snooze. (laughs) That's probably where everyone is too. They're all just sitting on the LinkedIn. (laughs) Good old LinkedIn, pretend to work, sort of. Yeah, there we go. We're back. I'm only doing recruitment. Hello again, LinkedIn. You're back. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, sure. Prospects, leads, yeah, Yeah, all that sort of stuff. So, so, so in that, so you 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 touched on on a couple of points that that have been um, raised quite a bit throughout throughout our communities that around routine Mm -hmm. but then also that physical aspect of working from home as well is like it's a lot of people um because work is now in the next room or Mm -hmm. even in the same room as them for what has always been their personal life when they've come home and on the weekends and that sort of stuff is that we're we're seeing people uh, increasingly work more, 12, 14, 16 hour days, six days a week, seven days a week, just because it's there and it's open and the laptop can and and it's that trap of that whole, oh, I'll just do that email and then four hours are gone Gone. gone like that. Uh, So so talk us through a little bit more about that that physical play of space and then where does routine, where can routine help with that as well so the first thing is without boundaries we're all going to come out of this on the other side a bit excuse battered and bruised we need to be setting boundaries of uh you know my office is in the city and now my office is right next to our main living area and i'm i'm being really cautious of the laptop doesn't leave the office okay you know it's state the charge is there and that is where the charge will stay stay yeah Yeah. um and it's working really well like previously i've worked from home my whole life and we've only just moved into an office space 
and I got in such a great routine that when I came home, I was home and I was here, and my my partner's here, and that's you know that's our time to connect. And for those that don't have partners, now that's your time to connect to yourself and learn about yourself. This is an opportunity not to come out of coronavirus with a side hustle or you know a new set of skills or everything that we're seeing posted on social media. It's an opportunity to come out of coronavirus now, actually knowing who you are. Sure. What makes you tick? What do you value in life? Not what are you telling the exterior you value, what do you actually value? But yeah, setting those boundaries, making a clear distinction of the time and, and forgiving yourself if you do run a little over. Sure. You know, I'm finding myself do longer hours right now and if it's led by passion, then it's kind of a really good opportunity to get really into the nuts and bolts of what your business is up to. And I know if a lot of the the crew around BJCC will be business owners or people that have an element of management in the business they work for. So it is a good opportunity to potentially get a couple sure, hours sure. in to change that mindset if this is really negative and just saying as long as we're managing it, you know, it's okay. But yeah. getting away from the screens, sure. you know, is really, really important. And, and there's a lot of research around blue light, but the nuts and bolts of it is that looking at your screens and then trying to go to sleep thereafter yeah. is really really hard Super for your brain to wind yeah. Yeah. to to wind down so so flicking the screens off really early mm. and not going from one screen i.e. your computer and your laptop to another to your tv sure. you know flicking between that going to okay let's grab a book or let's connect with our housemates yeah. if you're in a shared house this is a good opportunity to actually figure out who you're yeah. living with <laughs> a lot of people are in share houses that don't even know yeah. <laughs> don't yeah. even know anything about yeah it. so so almost like a an end of day routine is just yeah. as as important as like Massive. what you were saying was putting runs on the board instead yep. of i suppose that end of day is almost like counting those runs yep. as well it's yeah. a really good way of putting it uh, and I've, i haven't even thought about it myself like that but counting the runs is, is fantastic you can pay me later for that i will yes now we're back to even now <laughs> but yeah, i think it's really important that you do count your scoreboard at the end of the day and make yeah. sure you count the little wins this is a time where we can celebrate the little wins rather than just like oh yeah no, it was a great day at work yeah actually celebrate what happened how many people did you actually impact today you know did you zoom did you facetime a friend in another state that you haven't spoke to in years yeah, because you've been yeah. busy um, so physical routine in the sense of getting your desk up off the off the um, off the platform. Don't find yourself sitting here for fourteen hours a day because we, you know, we are winding our bodies up. It's as simple as I use a milk crate. I don't have a fancy electric stand up desk. I literally just chucked a, a milk crate, and I I'm scared to say this because people come to my house and steal it. But a puzzle, <laughs> a milk crate, and a puzzle—they're a fine commodity right now. Gets me at the perfect desk of having your elbows at ninety degrees. Sure. Uh, is really your most ergonomical position. Yeah. And then every hour, step away from your computer, make sure. yourself a cup of water or a coffee. Or yeah. Just get away from the computer for an hour. Sure, sure. Um, Look at the sky, get some fresh air. Yeah, because yeah. when we're in the office, right, we usually step out for lunch hmm. or we step out for – we have to go meet someone yeah. at another office yeah. for, for a meeting. Yeah. We're not doing that yeah, anymore. Yeah, you go to the kitchen, make yourself a coffee, you Correct. go to the bathroom, yeah. go to the printer, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, absolutely. yeah, setting boundaries and getting yourself moving is True. really, really okay. important. Yeah, and, and so I would imagine in that end of – day wind down where people are potentially maybe a little bit more honest with themselves because they're reflecting back on a whole day of activity um i i I would imagine at that point that's that's a really good point for people to really take mental stock and, and probably be super honest with themselves as to what their mental state 
is like, uh, and for some that will be really confronting, yeah. I imagine. And so, what are the like? Are there any sort of warning signs or, or or tips or tricks around? Well, like, how do you deal with that? How do you how yeah. do you like be really honest with yourself? Yep. So you get that great feedback that you need for yourself, mm. um, and then if if what are the what are those warning signs that you think? Oh, maybe I'm going too far, and then yep. how do I pull back from this? How do I take stock a bit better? And, yeah. Yeah, it's really, and I guess this is probably the most important element that we talk about is is getting, so we're, we're trying to be really proactive with our approach to mental health. And part of being proactive is making sure you can pick up on the signs and finding what your stress language is. So everyone talks, well, not everyone, but a lot of people talk about love language mm-hmm. um, in a relationship. You're in a relationship with yourself your entire life. Like this is the one person you have to love from start to finish. Sure. Um, and it's really good to A, get your love language, but B, find out your stress language. Okay. Find out how it shows up for you so to help people uh, my stress language is cleaning the kitchen you can tell it's quite clean today which indicates i'm pretty stressed at the moment on point (laughs) and that wasn't for you that was me cleaning and and also definitely partly sarah uh because it is stressful at the moment you know so the house is relatively clean because i'm like okay i'm just going to wipe surfaces so that's how it shows up for me so one thing is being really honest with yourself not not hiding your fact that oh no i'm just vacuuming like oh okay maybe i'm a little bit stressed yeah a lot of people call that they'd say they're procrastinating yeah you have chances procrastinating is your stress levels sure yeah Yeah. Uh, and so being really honest with yourself on that and it's not always going to be the case sometimes i will scroll linkedin just to procrastinate (laughs) i'm probably instagram to be honest uh but yeah, knowing that's your stress language and how to capture that once you get mm. to that point mm. is really important. That's where I go into the, the brain dumping. Sure. Uh, and if you want to be fancy, the journaling and try to figure out what I did this morning that has caused me to feel like this. What has happened during the day that has perhaps caused this stress? You know, is it external? Is it internal? Did I not follow my routine this morning? Maybe I didn't get my movement in. Sure. Maybe I didn't make my bed walk in the bedroom it's a pigsty you know little things like this can really add up on ourselves and we look at it as you know one percenters throughout the day but if you're looking at a, a team that wins a grand final for instance they're the ones that focus on the one percenters and as human beings we want to win the grand final of our lives every single day so we need to make sure we're doing these one percenters and uh when you are feeling stressed is figuring out kind of re-engineering if if i can where has in my day, something has gone to a point of not necessarily have to have gone wrong. Mm. Sometimes it's really clear to find it. You know, maybe you find, you know, you've got an email from a client to say we no longer want to work with sure. you, perhaps. That's really easy. That's figuring out, going, cool, that's external. How can I respond rather than react yeah, to that? Yeah. Uh, sometimes it's having to dig a little bit deeper. You know, sure. Maybe it's something someone said to you, you know, as, on your morning walk and you yeah, didn't think yeah. about it until now. So yeah, that's sure. probably my best advice, okay. and that is finding what it, what's causing sure. it, and then and, responding. Yeah, and when we identify that, like halfway through a day or most of the way through a day, mm-hmm. we sort of get that feeling that it's not like the day's not gone right. Yeah, is it is it worth sort of like just calling it quits at that day there, or is it worth sort of revisit that start of day routine and sort of yeah. go through it again, yep. remake your bed or whatever it is? Is it worth sort of? trying to tackle it that or is it just sort of uh, put your head down and just try and like a bit of a nutcase sort of thing I mean my analogy is kind of pointless at the moment but my analogy I use for that is uh, pilots okay an unemployed got industry a lot of time right now yeah at the moment, so a pilot's trying to go from Brisbane to Perth and mm. halfway across Australia something goes wrong you know and it's not catastrophic might I add you know maybe something a little you know they've left something at home or whatnot. you know the pilot's not going to just go oh, we're going to land in Darwin guys um, because sure. something's gone wrong here 
that's the analogy I like to use for people. If you get to, get to your four-hour day and go, okay, like I'm, I'm feeling pretty crappy, take stock. Maybe take a little bit more stock if you need to. Mm. Maybe that's where you bring in your circuit breaker we talked yeah, about sure, earlier. Sure. Watch an episode of Tiger Tiger Lily or whatever it's Tiger called. King. Tiger King. <laughs> You'll learn it by the end of this. <laughs> I will. At least I went from lion to tiger this time. <laughs> You're closer. Yeah, yeah. Um, little by little. But, yeah, find the circuit breaker and then take stock. Never... Never give up on your day. You can change your objectives. And the part of that brain dump in the morning is being really clear of what those objectives are. Yeah, yeah. You might get there and go, hey, I had planned all this out for today. Yeah. I'm not going to get there. True. And that's where, root, that's where routine isn't regiment. We're not regimented to get all that task done. We can routinely yeah. go, okay, let's, let's chop some of this true, off. True. Let's make sure I get through the end of the day in a good place because we are all... There we go. Sorry again. Breather for LinkedIn. Facebook crew. <laughs> We've been kicked off. Um, God, I feel like London Real is getting shut down right now. Um, Pirate radio or something. Yeah. <laughs> but I think... Here we well, go. I know. Are, are we, are we, we're close. We're close. We're good. <laughs> I could go. I could go into this now too. And yeah, no, well, this, I know. I don't want to. Okay, we're on. And we're right. back. Hello again, LinkedIn. Welcome, Welcome. back. <laughs> Sorry, Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> Facebook's in there. Yeah, yeah, we're fine. Uh, maybe there's a platform more here to discuss <laughs> offline. But yeah, so we, I guess to bring everyone back up to speed, where we're at, we we're talking about if something goes wrong during day, do you just pack up your tools and mm-hmm. go home? Mm-hmm. No, is the simple answer. You can change what you need to get done in your day, and that's definitely advised uh, if you are feeling crappy for lack of better words and, and excuse my ignorance there if you are feeling crappy change your objectives for the day don't sure. make it you know we're trying to achieve x let's just drop it back again just make sure we are productive for the afternoon but to a point where our stimulus can just calm down because our cortisol levels and our our serotonin is just bouncing all over the place and we sure. just need to yeah. you know get that release of just relax and breathing can be really really powerful there yeah. people yeah, you know, and and the business world essentially, which is is our audience, I mm-hmm. guess, don't take breathing for you know as large of a piece as it really should be. We take it really for granted. So when you stop and you kind of place your hand on your belly because you want to get a diaphragmic breath, which is breathing, I guess, feeling it in your stomach mm-hmm. rather than your chest rising. When you stop, put your hand on your belly. Just take five really deep, deep, long breaths. Yep. You slow everything down. You kind of move into that parasympathetic neural system where you just kind of relax. It releases neurotransmitters in your mind. That tell your body just to just to wind down sure. a little bit. Don't flip the lid for a kid's analogy. You know, kids flip their lid when they're yelling, and you are not flipping that lid back anytime soon. For adults, we're a lot more progressed in our sure. mind. We okay. can we can bring it back, and we have to just slow everything down. So at four o'clock in the afternoon, you've got an hour to go. I would say let's just kind of slow down and look of packing up shop at 10 o'clock in the morning when something's gone bad it's five deep breaths see where we're at change our goalposts and let's keep being let's keep moving forward yeah okay and that leads on to another question is that a lot of people have expressed that when they're working from home is they almost feel guilty when they take a break mm. which would feel very natural in their office in, in, yeah. in their normal environment that they've been in for years if not decades mm. and now they feel like because they're working at home they can't 
They can't just take a break. They can't yeah. go make themselves a cup of coffee. They've yeah. got to rush to the toilet and rush back yeah. sort of thing. <laughs> Cameras are watching. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Can, can you give any, like, tips or insight into, like, why we're feeling that way? And then, yeah. again, how do, we, how do we manage that? How do we help overcome that? I mean, it's going to be a personal thing for everyone on every level. But one thing I will, I will say here is there is no rule book. Sure. This is, and I'm, I'm hesitant to use the word, this is unprecedented. This is a crisis we're currently in. You know, it's an epidemic where no one knows what's quite happening. So there is no rule book. Don't hold yourself accountable. Let you just let your body relax a little bit. You're already in a heightened state yep. with everything that's going around you. If you think of like stimulus coming in right now, mm. there is a ton. Uh, so it's just giving yourself permission to slow a little bit down. I mean, tips there isn't really going to help anyone i'm not a big tips man i'm i try to be more of a tools guy and i think that's my trade maybe slipping in there but tools around that is again going back to the breathing going back to the fact there is no rule book there is no right or wrong here it's what's going to work best for you you know we're working in a position where we just have to get the work done how we get there you know this is the vehicle trying to get to the destination you can take as different road as you like right now Hmm. as long as we keep pushing forward because the most important thing that we're going to come out the back of coronavirus is leading into it our three biggest commodities were power money and fame in the sense of power leadership ceos feel like they have all the power um, money, you know, if the more money you have, the more success and the more power you have. Fame, the more famous you are, the more you're succeeding in life. Mm. These are the three commodities, and unfortunately, it's the truth that we've been driven by as a society for 10 years. Off the back of coronavirus, it's going to be a completely different set. We're going to have human connection, slight plug. We're going to have freedom, the ability to go have yeah. a beer or a coffee with a friend sure. after work, to go walk through the mountains, you know, with six friends and not be breaking the rules. Uh, and then love and love is a very easy word to throw out but love is going to be one of our commodities off the back of here where we have found a deeper love for everyone in our community right now Uh, so I think when it comes to giving yourself permission to just like hey when we get out of the the end of this it's not going to be the same world we went into it Uh, and that's not going to be a negative thing if anything it's going to be quite neutral and there's even going to be elements of positivity that come out the back of this and I am holding on to that hope and I hope I'm not proven wrong that these commodities will change sure sure and and so so to work off that human connection piece because when we talk human connection immediately people think like this yeah physical yeah is sitting over a meal or a coffee or a beer or having a chat or going for a walk or whatever it is that's yeah. how we think of human connection so so how how can we all work on and contribute to that in these social yeah. distance times yeah i think we really need to dis to separate i don't even know that's a word but from now on it is it's got letters so we're going to separate <laughs> social isolation isolation and social distancing from human disconnection We can now be more connected than ever before. And we're finding teams of colleagues, sporting teams, you know, gym communities, anything, Mm. are feeling more connected to one another than ever before through Zoom, which is something that I've pushed back on and I've been proven wrong. I've been pushed back on for years and saying we're so digitally connected from our phones that we're losing human connection. And it's a beautiful thing to be proven wrong in life that – through these phones, we're now becoming more and more connected to sure, one another. So sure. leaning into our pillars of empathy, leadership, and empowerment to find yourself more connected to anybody in life. And if you see the really successful businesses, uh, you know, what's a really good example I can give you here? Let's look at Lululemon, and I'm probably biased. 
They've made some bad decisions. Yeah, cool. Some people have said some bad things. We'll put that aside for right now. What they've done really, really well is they've been empathetic. They've shown great leadership. Their staff's getting paid. All their stores are shut. That's leadership. Uh, and they're empowering people to change their lives through movement, through sweat, through yoga. And people feel a part of that community. Uh, LSKD, a local Brisbane brand, people are buying packs from them called Trust Us Packs, I, I think the words are. I don't know anyone that would buy a pack from a clothing company normally that you have no idea of the contents. But people are buying from LSKD because they feel connected to the brand. So how we can feel more connected to brands than we feel people is a really scary thing. But it's because these brands are showing those three pillars of empathy, leadership, and empowerment. So that's probably where I would sit with that. If you want to be more connected to your neighbor or to your friends or your partners, lean into those three elements, find out what they mean for you. Now, we've got some people going through a course right now, and it's changing their whole perspective on what the three words actually mean. Okay. Uh, and they're finding themselves more connected sure, than sure. ever before. And then that play of technology around it is how you utilize technology yeah. as, a, as a tool. Definitely. Because, it is uh, now our tool for yeah, connection. Yeah, because as you described, it was yeah. like that technology, Zoom or yeah. whatever it was, it felt like this... You, like people were keeping you yeah, at arm's length. I pushed but, it for ages. <laughs> but in actual fact, yeah. it, it, if you use it the right way and mm-hmm. if you're smart with how you use it and you're seeking that connection, it yep. actually brings people closer to you because yep. it's no longer an email or mm. a DM or a, yeah. a, an emoji. No. It's, it's now you're actually seeing that person and you're getting all of those nonverbal cues. And Yeah, we've changed our language. Yeah. You know, language is such an amazing thing. That language is the root of connection. Mm. Uh, no matter what language you speak, you know, it is the root of connection. Yeah. And we've gone from exactly what you said, shooting people crappy little DMs or, or little short, sharp emails to be putting a lot more energy in it because I'm probably not going to see you in face-to-face for a few weeks. So when I do happen to send you an email, I'm going, hey, Nathan, like, how, how is everyone going? Like, how are you feeling right now rather than need this by tomorrow? True. You know? Yeah. And it's, and it's really great to watch. Yeah, absolutely. And I've been, again, proven very, very wrong on that front. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm going to jump up and yep. uh, go behind the screens and throw in some audience questions. Love it. Uh, so you, you sit there and expose. <laughs> see if you can remember the name of that Netflix special. King, no, I've got, no. <laughs> got nothing. Alrighty. Ah. Here we go. Let's find some questions. Yeah, so, so heaps of questions around what are the tips around managing your mental state? Mm-hmm. What, what can we do? Lots. You know, the thing is that everyone is managing their mental state uh, right now and, and people will say one in four Australians deal with their mental health, which is a statistic that really rubs me up the wrong way. Four out of four Australians will deal with their mental health and now more than ever we are all dealing with our mental health. So, again, it comes back to putting scores on the board for yourself. That's really, really important. And as Nathan put it earlier, something I hadn't even appreciated is taking stock of your scoreboard at the end of the day because you might think that that was a terrible day, but when you actually sit down and add up all the wins you've had versus the losses you've had, chances are you're in a lot better position than you thought you were. Setting yourself a routine and starting your day for success off the front foot is a really, really important one rather than peeling yourself out of bed, throwing the doona over your shoulder and stumbling yourself into your home office or, or worse, opening the laptop from the couch. Find yourself a designated working from home space might be the deck it might be anywhere in the house that's not your bedroom or your lounge room setting it up so it is a workplace uh, and they're just two really really simple steps right now in the working from home scenario that will help with our mental health 
hit me. You're right. Yeah? Yeah. Just LinkedIn doing its thing. Yeah. You're LinkedIn's right. just not our friend today at all, hey? <laughs> It's not impressed with your king, tiger, tiger, king. Tiger king. <laughs> uh, uh, so another question is, um, how do we go about setting expectations in work from home mode? Because there's a lot of people that feel like they have to be working 24-7. Yeah. And, that, and whether that's clients as a business owner or mm. whether that's a boss or a manager yep. or a co-worker. Let's be really clear on our boundaries from the, from the get-go. I mean... If you haven't set boundaries by now, this is a really good opportunity to, to do it. Uh, one thing I'll say, if there are bosses and if it's a boss of one staff or a boss of 100 staff listening right now, if you haven't had the, that, the conversation with your employees before around what makes them feel, I guess, warranted and, and included and really satisfied with their work i.e. maybe some people work for money and if that's their case that's fine some people work really hard so they can get a three-day weekend with their kids you know some people want to work and when they do a great job they want the boss to post on uh, you know a facebook or a linkedin post to give them that congratulations if you hadn't had that conversation with your staff now is the time to have that conversation with your staff and then i guess with the working 24 7 question is set those boundaries with with your team have the discussion with your sales team with your leads team with your marketing team and if there's one person in the team have the discussion with yourself am i working eight till four am i working nine till five am i working eight till six you know find the times that work for you split them up throughout the day where you're away from the computer and no one is working 24 7 right now and the fact is we all think everyone else is. We think that, you know, and I'm doing it myself. I think, oh, God, my business is called Human Connection right now. I need to be working around the clock to help people. When the fact of the matter is if I do that, I'm going to burn out and then I'm going to be good to no one. So it's being honest with yourself. How much battery have you got? Uh, and breaking that up into segments because we need to get real in the fact that no one is working around the clock and that's a perception we've given ourselves that's not factual uh, and check in with that and and write it down and then so so with that work from home for for those that have kids Mm. or or have kids in extended family there's there's now a massive uh complication with homeschooling yeah how do, how do these people go about trying to manage work from home, yeah. kids at home, partners at home? Those four walls can get... Uh, they can come tight. in pretty quickly. I, I'm always very, very cautious about talking around how to be a parent uh, when I have no kids myself. If dogs count, then I'm there, but I'm always really cautious about that. But one thing I'll say uh, is to be really open with the kids that are in your life right now because for a long time we've had children that haven't got a large amount of resilience in their life. If something minuscule happens in their life, it is almost like this is the worst situation. We now have a really good opportunity to teach these kids resilience and when we come out of the back of the COVID, which we will, we're going to have a youth that is the most resilient youth we've seen since back in the war days. You know, these kids are going to be able to conquer their fears. They're going to be able to see dark days and know that, that brighter days are around the corner. Uh, but it, it is a balancing act. And I don't think there's a script and I don't think there's a right answer I can really give you here around how to manage that. But it's just being clear with your partner. Uh, if it's a if it's a family, being clear if you partner which which hours of the days I need to not be interrupted, and it's a, and it's a brutal conversation. You have to be honest with each other. Like, hey, 
X from nine till eleven. I'm going to be on Zoom call, so I need you to step up with the kids. And then from eleven to to one, you know, I'm more than happy to swap that position around. You know, these conversations don't really happen outside this situation, but now they really need to uh, because a statistic that I read the other day that makes me sick to my core is the rise in DV off the back uh, domestic violence off the back of coronavirus, and it's horrifying. There's ever, never an ever an excuse for domestic violence but i think we really need to have conversations now with our spouses uh, and you know with our families of when times i can't be interrupted because this is my work because those stresses are coming in and if we can kind of slow one stress down then we're going to see some really good benefits from that uh, and, and another question we've had from someone is so, so they said that they get to the end of their work day and they work out they go through a routine with that yep then they make dinner have dinner and then once that's all finished, they then can't stop thinking about work. They go back to work. <laughs> like, they're not actually going back to work. Yeah. But they can't get it out of their head. Yeah. Tips around around that challenge. I'm a really, really bad meditator, but I still do it. Um, you know, meditation is a word that I think, you know, the modern society is kind of tried to define it as something it perhaps it's not and if you speak to the real stoics of the world and the ones that meditate a lot will tell you and you know, meditation is just being able to sit with yourself so at the end of the day you've had dinner i think that's the opportunity to to do something that really lights you up you know it could be something as simple as a puzzle you know me and my, we we had to pack our puzzle up this afternoon i'm very distraught <laughs> um, but we're doing a puzzle to just distract ourselves. and distract is a word that i don't really normally like to use but now the fact that we're bringing work home we we kind of have to distract ourselves a little and find something that we really enjoy and whether it's tiger king or got it uh are doing a puzzle on the back deck or for a lot of people right now they're turning to art i've got friends that have never been artistic in their life they don't even have an artistic bone that are now painting in the evening and i think this is a really good opportunity to find out maybe that is something you've enjoyed your whole life and you've suppressed it down because you haven't had the time um but yeah there's no real ways there's no tips or tricks to stop yourself thinking about one thing we just have to replace it with something that you know we're more passionate about um, and try and find some new hobbies or some new yeah. things to do and, and do you think that there'll, there'll be like one for each there'll be heaps or, or heaps be a bit of a yeah there'll be heaps and works today won't necessarily work tomorrow absolutely and one thing I'll say is you know it's not necessarily a bad thing if you are thinking about work in the evening you know, unless you're thinking of deadlines and <laughs> the scariness if you're just sitting there thinking hey this is a way we could change what we're doing and you know don't beat yourself up about it just have an honest conversation with yourself going on dive a little deeper into what you are thinking about and maybe pull some, some nuggets of gold out of there yeah, and, uh, another question so, so with those work from home arrangements mm. when you work for someone else when you have a boss or a manager someone that's superior to you yep. how do you get those people to be more comfortable with your work at home arrangements whether you start a bit earlier or you finish a bit later or mm. how, like how do you approach that subject yeah, this is a really difficult question and I don't have any staff at the moment. We've had to let all of ours go. But the people that I am talking to, there's a real difference now and we're seeing it like the light is being shone on the difference between leaders and, and bosses. You know, bosses are the ones that are on the cart being pulled by the staff with the whip out where leaders are the ones down in front pulling uh, alongside their staff right now. So... This is more positioned to the bosses, I guess, this answer, is now is your time to step up as a leader in your organization. Have conversations with your staff. Understand 
that this is your opportunity to really look after your staff. Hanging a poster, and this isn't a dig at anyone, but having a, hanging a poster in your office one day a year or having, you know, one day a year where you do a fundraiser for mental health or a day where you can talk about your mental health isn't caring for your staff's well-being. Now is our opportunity to care for our staff's well-being, and it's something I'm so, so passionate about is having those discussions with your staff what is their arrangement? How can they make that work for themselves without putting too much stress on themselves? You know, Mark from HR might have three kids at home and his wife's working from home as well. We can't possibly ever expect Mark to achieve the same amount of work. And if we are, then that is going to be really, really detrimental to Mark and we're going to see him go down a really, really slippery slope. Um, so my answer really isn't for employees. I don't really have an answer for you, I'm afraid. My answer is for the bosses to now turn themselves into leaders and to step up and to look after your, your employees' well-being more than one day a year. Sure. And, and so perhaps for those those employees that find themselves in that, that bit of a predicament, mm. do, you, do you think it's a, it's a good time to... And, and it's going to be different for every relationship yeah. out there to, yeah. for them to perhaps challenge that boss or that Definitely. manager to sort of... Like push some ideals between the two, yeah. and it doesn't have to be obviously accusatory or abrasive. You don't have to say you're a, you're a bad <laughs> boss, sort of thing. Yeah, that's, that's not what we. Yeah, we don't want to get anyone fired yeah, tonight. No, no. And, and we we want open and productive conversations mm. as well. We don't want people to feel like like it's a, they just have to lump it or leave it. Yeah, sort of thing. And if they say anything, that they're going to be on the end of the employment. Yeah, line. well, so. conflict resolution is a massive part of human connection, right? The ability to to have a conflict, you know. And resolve it is a massive part of human connection. And one thing we say is to just approach a situation, you know, and I, I was taught conflict resolution by someone in the, the fires, which is obviously they deal with conflicts every day. Approach a situation personally. The worst thing you can possibly do is pull your boss up in a Zoom meeting and say, hey, this is rubbish, blah, 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 blah. Approach the boss personally. Make it a physical phone call with a face behind it not just an email or a text, jump on FaceTime, jump on Zoom. If your boss is too high up the rank, move your way through the ranks to get to the person you need to do and have a physical face in front of you. Uh, maybe a spaced out 1.5 meter discussion face-to-face would be even better if possible and just explain the situation. And if you come from a really human place and an honest place and if you're just going in there saying, you know, working from home is too hard for me, blah, 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 you know, your boss isn't going to have any empathy for, empathy for you. But if you can really position yourself from a position like, this is where I'm currently at, this is the effect it's having on me personally, uh, and if your boss doesn't understand that, then I'm sorry, it's probably that's probably a relationship you don't want to continue with anyway. Sure. And then perhaps like also coming forward and suggesting some alternates mm. as well to, to again sort of... Yeah, don't just give the problem, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. The worst you can do is come to anyone with a problem without a thought-out solution. Yeah. You don't have to have the solution, sure. but an option's always great, right? And then also understanding like an appropriate time frame around resolution as yeah. well. Not, yeah. not having a, an expectation. <laughs> this of has to change today. To, yeah, in 10 minutes of yeah. time, what do you got? So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. Okay, great. And uh, someone's asked, how do you go about setting up your day for success? Is it about 
writing to-do lists like the morning of or the day before or yep. planning it out weeks in advance? What's, what's a I'm routine? S- I, I, yeah, I love routine, so I'm kind of in my element when we speak about it. Sunday is a very broad spectrum of what you have to get done. And I don't mean that task-wise, and I just mean kind of like the impact you need to have on your friends, your community, and your job last. You know, family and friends first, community, job last. That's your Sunday. And then every morning, some people do this night. That's fine. You know, it's not right or wrong here. But every morning, jump yourself into, okay, what do I have to get done today? What are my non-negotiables? And there should only ever be about three. And they should be really achievable. It's not my non-negotiable today is to write a book. My non-negotiable today might be like, I must write the chapter title. You know, let's get realistic on non-negotiables. Three maximum, no more than three ever. And then just add on some nice to-dos. You know, writing to-do list is just really detrimental to our health from the get-go. Just that those languages of to-dos, right? Nice to-dos, you know. These are my three non-negotiables and these are my six nice to-dos. Making our bed, and I'm leaning back into our routine here. Please, please, please start making your bed. I sound like your mother, but it's really, really good for our mental health to check that in every day. Jump yourself into a cold shower. Challenge yourself with that. Brain dump is that journal aspect of writing down what it is that has come up overnight. Your to-do list and your brain dump are very separate. And then get into some mindfulness and some movement. You know, you might be someone that just wants to do push-ups by their bed. You might be someone that wants to go for a 10K run. Find what works for you. Uh, and then that's setting your day up for success because you've already put so many runs on the board for yourself that when you do inevitably lose runs throughout the day, you're still going to stay in the, uh, the positive end. Join me, please. Scoot on over to my 1.5. Yeah, yeah, give me some social distance, bro. (laughs) Uh, This has certainly been fantastic, and um, we're coming to the end of our time. So uh, one last question I wanted to throw at you is, so we're currently Thursday night, Friday ahead, hooray, Friday for, for most people. They can't, they can't wait. Yeah. Uh, even though it's been a four, two four-day weeks, yeah. they both felt like about four months long, yeah. I'm sure. Uh, I, I feel like that just as much as so many other people. Mm-hmm. So, so looking over just the next few days, tomorrow, Friday, and then with the weekend, Saturday and Sunday, to take some stuff out of tonight, mm-hmm. what can people put into action? Yeah, I love that. Best thing we can do for ourselves right now uh, is to find out what it is that we value in life. You know, we could we could have been lying to ourselves, and I was lying to myself when I was a carpenter for a long, long time of what I actually valued in life and what was the you know Ray Dalio takes you through in his book a really moving piece where he gets you to kind of meditate to a point of listening to your own eulogy, and I think that's a really uh, powerful but also quite confronting way of doing it there's better ways in my mind to do it but at the end of your day what is it that you want to have achieved and by day the the, the lifetime of, of Nathan what is it that you want to have achieved what's the impact you want to have had on community your friends and family and your, your broader network and now's a really good opportunity and, and Saturday Sundays are really really good for this to take stock and find okay what is it that Matt values what is the overall impact that I want to make and how can I start putting these things into place and, and not getting, you know, a lot of us play the, I guess, the short-term game and short-term for me is still 10 years. Like that's a 10-year goal is very, very short-term in my mind. Set yourself up like at the end of my day, what do I want to have achieved? So over the, over the weekend is a really good opportunity to brain dump that. Find it out for yourself. It doesn't have to involve anyone else. 
what you want to achieve, how you're going to get there, you know, and it's not a career always. It might just be like, hey, you know, I want to be the best father I can possibly be. You know, the one reason I started Human Connection Project is when my kids grow up, I want them to be able to look at their father and me to tell them what I'm doing and for them to be really, really proud of what I'm doing. And it's like it, it puts a lump in my throat to think about it. Like when, when I talk to my kids about what I've done my for my career, I want them to be really proud and for me to say, hey, when people were falling down, Dad stood up and helped people. And, you know, that can be that can be really powerful motivation yeah, for people when stuff gets gets hard like mm. it is at the moment yeah so yeah, i would i would suggest spending friday saturday sunday you know finding out who you are as a person not trying to create a side hustle not trying to you know learn a new skill the skill you need to learn now more than ever is who am i at the depths of my core sure. take yeah. stock yeah 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 be, be be happy to look within yourself yeah a bit and it, it's it's gonna scare a lot of people and that's True. fine no? that's yeah, absolutely yeah. fine but it's how you take that and move yeah. forward with it well, it's an opportunity to grow not, mm. a, not an opportunity to stop yeah absolutely great thank you um Thank you, Matt. Thank you. Uh, do you want to tell tell the audience how, how they'll uh, how they're best to find you and get in touch with you to talk more? Definitely, uh, f- completely open for any questions, comments, conversations, thought provoking uh, movements from here. But best place to find me is probably on LinkedIn, uh, Matt Boyce, or on the Instagram M Boyce. But all our information for the Human Connection is at connection.org.au, uh, and we're there. To, I guess we're run by the community for the community. Yeah. Great. Um, and now is an opportunity that we really want to be leaning into those conversations and, and helping out where we can. Yeah, fantastic. Well, thank you for for uh, for Thanks for looking coming. after us tonight and, yeah, that, and having a chat. And I'm glad I've, I'm <laughs> semi through the renovation, so it's not a complete construction. Site. And, and thank you also for being a part of our BJCC community no, as well. You. It's it's yeah. great to have you a part of it. So Brilliant. so thank you to all who uh, who tuned in tonight. Sorry about the LinkedIn hassles. Uh, live and learn, <laughs> yeah. uh, as they say. Um, thank you for all the questions from everyone as well. Um, uh, as just a final wrap up, um, look after yourselves. Um, these are these are weird and testing times for for all of us, uh, and it's it is and will continue to impact all of us. So, um, looking after yourselves is going to be absolutely paramount. So, um, watch this space. We've got some uh, some more great events coming your way. Um, but enjoy your night and take care. Bye bye, folks. Hey, no,